Welcome to the Beauty and the Vlog Podcast. I'm your host, Erica Vieira. Join me as I interview YouTube superstars in the worlds of beauty, fashion, fitness, and lifestyle. I go in depth with your favorite video vloggers and discuss their journeys to success and the struggles they encountered along the way. We go behind the scenes of the world of vlogging and talk about what works and what doesn't and what it takes to be a YouTube superstar. So sit back and prepare to learn, have fun, and be inspired. Let's go. Why, hello, my beauties. Erica here with another interview for you here at Beauty and the Vlog. For this episode, I had the pleasure of speaking with Nur of Nurber XO. Now, Nur is 29 years old and she lives in Florida. She started her channel in July of 2009. And she currently has 125,000 subscribers and almost 9 million video views. Now, Nur was a professional person. She was an accountant and she started her YouTube channel because she enjoyed makeup and she thought it would be fun. Little did she know that that YouTube channel would lead her to a completely different career and a unique opportunity as a resident beauty expert on the Home Shopping Network. The HSN saw her videos, she auditioned, and because of her YouTube, she was able to land that coveted spot at HSN where she filmed live with them every Thursday. So Nur goes through that story, lets everybody know how she got there and has really amazing insight and tips to start a YouTube channel and embracing all the opportunities that come with YouTube. All right, guys, thank you so, so much for listening. Don't forget to go to the Beauty and the Vlog website where all the show notes will be there along with other goodies. All right, guys, thanks so much. of speaking with Nur. Hi, Nur. Hey, how are you? Good. And Nur from Nurber XO. So Nur, I gave our viewers and listeners a little bit of an overview in the intro, but why don't you get started with letting us know what inspired you to start your YouTube channel? Of course. Uh, I watched YouTube videos, beauty videos specifically for about a year before I started. And at the time I had a boyfriend who was in the restaurant industry. So I was really bored and I hesitated, but watching the beauty videos and there weren't very many girls doing it at that time. I thought I have a different way of teaching things because I taught myself how to do makeup. I didn't get professional help. My mom didn't even want me to, to wear makeup. So I taught myself everything. And I thought I can teach and I can teach from the student's perspective. Um, and then I just made my very first video and people started watching. So you didn't have a background per se in makeup? Not at all. Yeah. I studied accounting in school. I have just really been very obsessed with makeup. And it was probably that forbidden apple appeal because in my culture you didn't wear makeup until you were older and my mom says I she said I couldn't touch it and so of course I was like whatever it is that you can't touch that's what I want to play with and so when you started your channel you said you had an accounting background were you working full-time or were you working at a job when you started it 
I was. I was a manager and I was managing executive office suites. And then I left that career and I went on to work for a global huge consulting firm. And that's the job that I left actually in April. Oh, wow. Okay. So this whole time you were working full time and then also doing your YouTube. Yep. Got it. And so when you first started, you you were were you watching the videos with the intention that one day you were going to start a channel or were you more like just watching the videos because you love makeup and you're like oh you know what I can do this too I found the very first one it was Lauren Luke and I looked for Leona Lewis's uh bleeding love makeup Mm. and you know I was used to like I used to go to like makeup411.com and they list list, like celebrity makeup yes I used to go there too (laughs) I used to (laughs) yeah we're kindred spirits and they list everything and even the internet wasn't big at that time, but sometimes mm-hmm. you would get some sort of article or something, or if you looked in the magazines, even though necess- they weren't exactly what the celebrities were using. So I happened to Google it, not knowing the video was going to pop up, and that was the first video that I ever saw. And it kind of, you know, you fall into that YouTube black hole. So I start mm-hmm. clicking around. I started watching this other girl, Lindsay, and she doesn't make videos anymore, unfortunately. But a, a few months in, I began to think, this is so much fun. I love this. I play with my makeup all the time. I think I want to do this. And then I sat on it for a year, yeah. which I wish I hadn't done, yeah. but I did. Yeah. And so then you launched your channel. And when you launched it, what was your, your goal with it? Did you have the goal of doing it full time? Did you have the goal of, you know, just having fun? My only goal was, and I have this written at the top of a notepad and I've saved it to this day. I wrote at the top of the notepad was, how can I help people? Because I wanted women to feel capable because I didn't know how to do makeup. I had to teach myself and I thought, I can help them. And that's when I started jotting down notes for my very first video. And that was the only goal was, this is something to do in my free time. I love getting the feedback. I love other people who are obsessed with makeup. And and that was it. And at that time, things weren't really the way they were in the YouTube space. So opportunities and things, you didn't know to look for them because they didn't exist. Mm, Got it. So how long ago you started your channel back in 09? Yeah, so five over five years ago now. Yeah, so you've yeah. been doing it for five years. So tell me, how has how has it changed for you in that five years? It's well, gosh, just the business has changed. It's kind of somebody once described it as the wild, wild west, and that's exactly what it is because we are still. It's a brand new frontier. Everybody's pioneering things now at HSN. I remember sitting with the VP of TV development, and luckily they have asked me to continue to be with HSN because I just was supposed to do a six month pilot, and if it was successful, great. If it wasn't, they were going to be like, okay, cool, this is not going to work. And she said to me, they were trying to identify how to position me in the in the company at HSN. And she said, you're a pioneer. No one's ever done this before. You're a hybrid of a little bit of everything that we have. And I said, I'm so sorry that that makes our job a little more difficult. But that is so good to hear. Because yeah. it's so exciting to be a part so of something exciting. new. Yeah. And so for those of you watching, listening, HSN is a home shopping network. So since you brought that up. Let's talk a little bit about that. How did you get involved with HSN? That's such an awesome opportunity. It's amazing. Yeah. So they were looking for a beauty expert and they wanted to start to incorporate social media so that uh, just to explore the space because we all know how powerful it is now. And they happened to find my channel. I had gone in almost two years ago to 
interview and um, audition for an inter- uh, a pool of talent that they wanted to possibly hire for like beauty brands. Mm-hmm. So that was completely something different, but at least they had heard my name before. And I got an email from the ma- manager of On Our Talent who I dealt with before and everything came together in 15 days. I didn't even go into them. They were so certain that they wanted to do this that, and I, I took a huge leap of faith and I said yes. And I left my full-time career and I gave it my all. Wow. So how long ago did this happen where you started working with HSN? In April. So it was very recent. Very recent. Yep. Okay. So you had been doing your channel for at that point, four years, four and a half years, Mm -hmm. maybe you got this call from HSN. And so what exactly are you doing with HSN? Okay. So I do how to videos for them on their YouTube channel. And then we, I just for the very first time did live TV in August. So every Thursday night at 7 PM Eastern, uh, there's the beauty report. So they have like beauty products and I just pop in and I share my tips and tricks, which mine are a little bit different if anybody's ever watched my videos. And so I kind of just bring that to their audience and it's amazing. So you're not, yeah, I mean, I saw some of those videos. I mean, it just looks like a dream to be able to do something like that in a beautiful studio and all that stuff. So you're not actually one of the people selling anything. Like you're not one of the sales people. No. And I, I think that that's important to note. They say that and they give me that Liberty. If I never have to talk about any of the products, if I don't want to, and believe it or not behind the scenes, if there's something I don't like, I'm very vocal about it. And when I first did the phone call, when I got that email and they were like, Hey, we're exploring this new space. The first thing that I said to the manager was, I will not compromise my integrity. So if you guys are willing to work in that space and they said, you are brand neutral, you remain un- completely unbiased. And I said, okay, great. Sign me yeah, up. That's awesome. You started doing that and you started doing a series of videos for them. Mm-hmm. And then they recently picked you up as a full-timer. It's currently in the process, but yes, we had a meeting where they were like, we want you here. We want you here for a long time. So wow. it's very, very exciting. Yeah. And so then yeah. you quit your fr- your full-time job. To do this, I, basically. I quit in April not knowing that this was going to happen, but okay. um, I didn't want to have a plan B because a lot of people said, why don't you stay in your corporate career mm-hmm. and do this HSN thing just in case, but I don't. I didn't believe in that. I wanted to give my best to everything and everyone in my life, and mm-hmm. I couldn't have done that keeping like two full-time gigs, so I burned my ships. I was like, all right, there's no plan B. My plan B, I tell people, was that I will stand on the corner of the street with a sign that says, we'll work for makeup. <laughs> <laughs> so when you quit your job, at that point, you hadn't received the HSN opportunity. I had. Oh. It had over. Oh, it had overlapped. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. But you my, didn't know it was if it was going to be temporary, or permanent, or what? I had no idea, but I believed in it, and I mm-hmm. believed in what I could do in six months. And wow. yeah, it's been awesome. That's a dream, a dream come true. It is. It's <laughs> it's really amazing. I wish everybody could live their dream because it's awesome. So, are you now going to also focus more on your YouTube channel? It does give me the liberty to do that. Now, doing the live TV on-air stuff, because it's brand new, uh, there was a little bit of a learning curve for me, which I don't mind. I love a new challenge, Mm -hmm. and I do want to get more into doing my YouTube videos, so I'm kind of upgrading. I want to upgrade everything. I need a new camera. I want a new computer, and I just really want to dedicate to like doing videos, and and I also started doing more lifestyle and like life advice stuff, and people tend to love that, so... Mm -hmm. It goes back to my entire vision, my manifesto, how can I help people? Mm, Got it. A couple of the questions that I always like to ask um, the listeners, what 
are you struggling with or has there been a struggle for you from the start? So at, at some point in the journey, you encountered some kind of a struggle as a YouTuber. What was that and what did you learn from that? I feel like um, probably a lot of girls are going to say this, but uh, the people who disagree with either your lifestyle or what you're doing or the way that you look or the, the way that you speak or any one of those things. And as in the beginning, obviously my audience was a lot more intimate and that was easier to manage. But as my audience grows, I, gosh, I've heard it all from the creepy to the gross to it runs the gamut of everything, but that's probably like an ongoing challenge. It doesn't go away. You just have to learn to laugh at it. Meaning the comments that you get from people that might be negative or, and does it happen often or is it just something every really? Oh yeah. Oh Yeah. There's a lot of people who are very brave behind their keyboards, but that's okay. I call my sister and we have a good laugh about it. Yeah. How do you overcome that? How do you get over that? Yeah. I, humor is how I cope with everything and that's how I used to do it. I used to call my sister and we would laugh about it. And then I actually made a video called NerbaXO reads comments to NerbaXO and it's Mm -hmm. kind of like the Jimmy Kimmel celebrity tweets. Mm -hmm. And I read my meanest comments, the rudest things that people say to me. I actually have a new list. I'm ready for a new video. And that way everybody laughs about it and that takes the power away from the trolls. That's good. It yeah. seems like you're very confident and you're just kind of like let it roll off your back. So it's it's yeah. good. And it is something that like you you alluded to, it is something that a lot of the girls have mentioned as as being something that they've struggled with and and everyone has different ways of coping it. Some of the girls have really taken it to heart. Some have left YouTube and decided that they wanted to come back and some have, you know, just blocked them and ignored it. It's it it, it seems inevitable. Yeah. Being a YouTuber and everyone just has different ways of coping with it. So I yeah. think it's important that, you know, you talk, everyone talks about it and says, hey, this is an issue and, but you can overcome it. Yeah, it, it is an issue, but hopefully we can focus on the positive because that always outweighs the negative. Exactly. So, all right. So at some point in your journey, a light bulb came on and you thought, aha, this, this is it. This is what I'm supposed to be doing. This is my calling in life. What was that moment for you? I wouldn't say that it happened probably a little more recently than earlier on in my YouTube career. But since having left my corporate job and doing what I do with HSN and just living my life and other opportunities that I've worked on and am working on, it's like there's this invisible threshold And you don't really know until you break through it, but you begin to believe in the possibility of everything. And I feel like that's where I am now. Like I could come up with an idea and I just know how to make it succeed. And it's, it's like, it's like the secret. Mm -hmm. No, it's like the secret of successful people. That's why you see successful people. Like once they reach a certain point, it just compounds like exponentially. Um, And I feel like I've met so many successful and influential people and everybody wants to help you. When people are happy, they want to help you. And I feel Mm -hmm. like that's what my life has become. Mm -hmm. And so was there something like specific that you can pinpoint like an event? Was it the HSN thing? Why now versus two years ago or three years ago for you? I think it was HSN is a huge part of it because I've, I've had the chance to meet a lot of brands and a lot of people, but it's funny when people value you because Mm -hmm. I've always like I've been crazy and obsessive about my makeup and nobody really in your life understands that the people on YouTube get it but companies and brands and people who have power are finally beginning to understand that 
One example was last week, um, the guy who invented the qi, the hair straightener, uh, was at HSN. He works with FHI now. And he asked to meet me and take a picture with me. And I was like, I'm nobody. Like, yeah. <laughs> you invented the qi. I haven't done anything yet. Hold on. But that's that's what it means. Like, people now value me. Where before, I was just I was just a number. I was one of dozens of yeah. thousands of people at a firm. So yeah. it's very unique to, to me, to who I am. Yeah. And so you've been on YouTube for, for a little while, five years, and you have a little over 100,000 subscribers. So you almost seem to be kind of that slow and steady progression. Yes. In regards to you're not one of the ones that, you know, some of them have been around for a couple of years and they've already got, you know, 200,000 subscribers, but some have been around for this long and, and, and they're done. How, how have you kind of maintained that progression and continued to keep doing it and releasing videos and all that? That, you know, it was difficult when I had um, a full-time job because mm -hmm. it meant only nights and weekends. And I had taken a, a little bit of a different position right before I left for HSN. So I was actually traveling internationally even. So my schedule was really, really tough. Um, and I also don't want to put out – and I don't want to put out just crap. Like I don't want to put out videos that are fillers. Um I can tell you right now I'm very introspective and I can give myself feedback. If I remained consistent and I created a schedule, mm -hmm. I could do much better than I am. But there's a lot of changes going on right now. I don't want to talk about all of them, but they're mm -hmm. all great things and stuff my viewers are going to love. Um, so hopefully that consistency will come around sooner because I, I, I hate when my viewers are like, we miss you. And I'm like, I know I'm, I'm working or I'm busy or whatever. Um, so hopefully we can see that consistency soon. Maybe I should just make a video so I can publicly commit to it. But <laughs> I think I think people understand that what I do is a little bit more unique than everybody else. Mm -hmm. um, it's a little more empirical. It's not just I love this lip gloss because it's pink and pretty. So uh, I hope that people stick, continue to stick around for that. I think that's why they have. And so what has inspired you to keep on going after all these years? I still love it. Mm. I just love it. I love it as much as I have since I became obsessed with it and put nail polish on my lips when I was like five years old. <laughs> so. Nail polish on your lips? Uh, yeah, that's what happens when mom doesn't <laughs> want to teach you. It was pretty and purple and I was like, all right, mom's like, not yes, helping. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, have there been other opportunities before HSN, like other business type opportunities with your channel? A couple of them that have come around mm -hmm. uh, that I, ne I don't necessarily want to say names, but I did, I did a sponsorship with Dove, which was mm -hmm. a lot of fun. And because I was working full time at the time, I actually gave all my money away to a nonprofit organization. And that was the first time I was able to do something of that magnitude. And that was amazing. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Well, that goes along your lines of wanting to help people. So. Oh, wait. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. just remind myself of that and it keeps <laughs> me honest. Is uh, there anything that you are struggling with right now with your channel? What am I struggling with? I guess with the feedback that I just mentioned about myself, like being consistent with my videos. Um, but again, I don't want to do just filler videos. I don't want to do videos just to have a video to have out once a week or twice a week. I want to make sure that it's really resourceful and it's valuable and it's different than what's already out there. Got it. All right. And so do you feel that sometimes, because you're going to be doing the HSN and so you have all those those products that are part of HSN that you're working with for your own channel, are you going to try and kind of stay, not stay away from that, but still provide some variety or are you going to 
focus? How are you going to like transition that? Uh, my channel stays completely independent mm-hmm. of HSN. So whatever I do on HSN stays there. And then my channel continues to be about who I am and whatever I want to do. So obviously this is just going to happen. I am an HSN. I get to try a lot of their products. I get to meet a lot of their brands. So it'll bleed over. Mm-hmm. But anytime, like I did a video where I listed some of my favorite beauty products at HSN. I didn't ask for affiliates. I didn't ask for money for that video. It was just literally, I love this product and I want to share it with you. Just the kind of stuff that I've always done. So, um, some of that stuff is bound to happen naturally, but I will continue to do my kind of style videos where I want to teach and share my favorite things. Got it. All right. So we are nearing towards the end of the interview and this is my favorite part which is the beauty bonus round. So basically I'm going to ask you some questions and you respond with your first instinct or whatever you're first thinking. So the first question is, what are your three holy grail beauty items? Uh, Okay. The beauty blender, can't live without it. Mm -hmm. Uh, Anastasia dip brow pomade. I'm a new fan and it's amazing. And the mascara that I will forever love, which is a $3 mascara, mascara called Jordana Extreme Volumizing Mascara from Walgreens. Yeah, I've heard other people mention that mascara and I haven't yet used it. I will send you a tube. <laughs> <laughs> you need it. Do you know what I love is Jordana's lip liners. Really? Oh my God. They're like only 2 or $3 and they're retractable and they're just like the expensive retractable lip liners. Guess where I'm going before I go on set. <laughs> go, trust me, go check out their Jordana lip liners. The best color is tawny. Well, my, okay. from, for, for, for my skin tone, but I love, love those lip liners. They're amazing. You can buy the entire set for less than like an expensive <laughs> I love that. Urban Decay lip liner, you know? But um, okay, next question. What is your best tip that our listeners can implement today that'll help them increase their subscriber base and video views? Do what I'm not doing. Be consistent. (laughs) Don't disappear out of sight, out of mind when it comes to YouTube because it's so oversaturated. There's Mm -hmm. so much content. People need to see you. Mm -hmm. That's a good piece of advice. That's something that a lot of people have said is to be consistent. Set a schedule. Make sure that you're releasing your videos. If you're going to do it twice a week, do it twice a week because, like you said, there's so much competition. And if you're not consistent, then people lose interest and they go start watching somebody else. It's true. So, all right. Um, who is your beauty vlogger inspiration? Beauty vlogger inspiration. Oh, I have so many girlfriends, um, well, friends that I've made from doing this. I don't know if I can think of one person. Well, a couple. You okay. A couple. Rose, love her. Carissa, uh, makeup by Allie. Um, who do I love? Yeah, Rose, um, Rose and Carissa I interviewed. They were great. I loved them. Awesome. Emily Noel. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she's, she's been around for a while. Outstanding. Yeah, she's great. Um, and she puts out a ton of videos. Yes. And she, and she was like pregnant. She just had a baby. Yeah. Superstar. She, she has like three channels. I swear yeah. she must always be filming. <laughs> um, okay, so what do you wish you knew when you first started your channel? What do I wish I knew? Well, one would be, you know, the negativity that comes along with it because I don't, I mean, unless you're like a celebrity, you're never prepared 
there's no you can't there's no preparation for the kind of comments and some of the unnecessary hate that you get. I wish I had in the beginning it was difficult. So I wish I had if I could tell myself I'd say don't worry about it. It's not a big deal. Mm. Um and I also wish that I had started earlier. Uh, and didn't hesitate for so long. So if you want to start a channel, just do it. Don't think about it. Yeah. I mean, you've been around for a while. I mean, you started in 09. Mm-hmm. So you wish you would have started like 08? Yeah. That summer was when I first started watching them. Really? How do you yeah. think things would be different now if you had started or different throughout your career, your YouTube career? I mean, that, well, I guess I started early enough that it wouldn't have been huge, mm-hmm. but um, there was just less girls around. I mean, I don't, maybe it would have been progressed more. Maybe I still, I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) If only we could go back in time, that would be fun. Yeah, (laughs) I know. But that is a good piece of advice is just start, just do it. Don't wait around. So, and what is your favorite social media platform other than YouTube and how do you use it? Probably Twitter because... It's, well, last night was a perfect example. American Horror Story was on. So I like to live tweet my favorite shows, Game of Thrones, American Horror Story, um, Suits, whenever that's on. And I love interacting. And it's kind of like Twitter forces you to be witty because you only have so much space. So I love interacting and hearing from people. And it's definitely the fastest, best way to reach me because I always check Twitter. Got it. And... So here's here's another question. So have you found that by being on HSN say since April, has that brought more viewership to your personal channel, to your YouTube channel? Um, I think so, and that's because my primary viewership is in America, and it's like California, New York, and HSN has a little bit of a different demographic. Mm-hmm. So it's people who are new to my channel. It's not people who have necessarily seen me before. So that's been great. And I, and I hope that that has been reciprocated and I've turned my viewers onto them because it needs to be a mutually beneficial relationship for it to really work. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is interesting because HS, HSN viewers is definitely a different demographic than what is on YouTube. I mean, they're yep. a little bit older, um, you know, that they maybe aren't as tuned into the YouTube world. So you're exposing all those people to maybe even YouTube and beauty in general. Exactly. And that's, I also wanted to say that is I love watching what my peers are doing and I hope that people love what I've done in this space because every, like Bethany Moda being on Dancing with the Stars, it's huge, right? But every time somebody does something like that or is on a cover of a magazine or gets hired by HS or whatever it is, it's like we're all doing something for the rest of us because mm-hmm. everybody starts to pay attention. Mm-hmm. So, are you Were you the first YouTuber that HSM brought on board? First ever, yeah. Are you, the, are you the only one or is that something that they're starting to bring in more YouTubers in that space? I think that that would be advantageous, but um, I don't know. I think it's all so new. And, but the great thing is they're really open to a lot of ideas, so maybe that's something I could pitch to them. But a couple months into what I was doing, they did hire a fashion counterpart, mm. Dree, Dree Harper, and uh, she's huge on Pinterest, and so she does the fashion show, and she does their fashion videos. So that was kind of the first sign that, oh, what I'm doing is working if they're hiring somebody to do it for fashion. Yeah, and it's crazy, too, because it's almost as if now, like when you open up magazines or – even, you know, random people or Us Weekly, you will see every now and then sometimes like a style expert will be a big YouTuber or a big vlogger. It's like almost like that's kind of the way things are going now. 
it's amazing because now we're able to circumvent the traditional pathways to success, mm-hmm. which anybody who hears that should think, oh my gosh, now I'm in control of my own destiny. Like my fate is in my hands. You don't have to know somebody. You don't have to climb a corporate ladder. You don't have mm-hmm. to come from money. And that's exciting. And it seems that if now there's so much more value being put on to, like, like you said, not so much on like, you know, who you're connected with, but who, what kind of a following you have, how many people are, you know, know who you are. It's, it's, that's where the value is. Mm -hmm. That's the only place it's at. And that actually, it gets you the money. It gets you the influential people. It gets you the opportunities, but it's great because it means anybody can do it. If I can do it, anybody can do it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Which is, I think why it's so exciting for so many people and why I think, and why I think this show in general is great because it provides that insight into this world that maybe some people are like, well, I don't know if I can do it, but every single person like yourself, every single girl that I've interviewed, every single person I've interviewed started off from nowhere in their bedroom at home, sticking a camera in their face and saying, well, maybe, (laughs) maybe this might work. And now so many of them are doing this full time. You know, yes. some, of, some of them, they, they went to college and which is great. You know, they went to school and all that, but they're like, you know, I thought I wanted to be a nurse or I thought I wanted to do this, but I think I'm going to do YouTube or at least write it out for, yes. for a few years. You know what? People talk about being able to live your dream and waking up every day and doing what you love. Like it's some distant thing, but it's mm-hmm. possible mm-hmm. The, we, we have a very entrepreneurial spirit in the times that we live in and anybody can do anything. I really, really believe that. Yeah, I think that's great. And I believe that too. Um, so the last question is, what piece of advice would you give someone else who's looking to start their own channel? Uh, have fun and be yourself. <laughs> <laughs> How do you like that for a yeah. canned answer? Um, I would say, and this has come from my own personal experience, and I feel like why I've been able to retain my viewers, is offer a different perspective. And being yourself means being true to yourself. So for example, if you like only high-end makeup or shoes or clothes or whatever, don't feel like because people love drugstore makeup videos, you have to do them. That is going to come across and people are going to know that you're not being authentic. Um, and here's another one. Think about your group of friends and think about how what your friends love about you. Are you funny? Are you sweet? You know, Are you wild? Whatever it is. Let that come across in your videos. Don't feel like you have to be something else. Don't try to copy what everybody else is doing. Um, People fall in love with vloggers because of their personalities. It's it's so not about the products anymore. They fall in love with who you are. So that's I think that's what it means is be yourself. But like those are just some different ways to think about it. And that's that's so true because it is. I mean it's. It's cliche, but it's there's a reason why it is a cliche. Be yourself. It is so important because being authentic is what's so important on YouTube because people can sense it. And if you're authentic, not everyone's gonna like you, and that's okay because not everybody likes everybody. You know, that's I mean, true. there's there's got to be different flavors because people like different flavors. Some people like chocolate chip. Some people like <laughs> mint and chip, and some people hate mint and chip. But there's people that love <laughs> mint and chip. You know, that's exactly how it is. And if you live your life to please people, you're gonna be pretty miserable. Everybody else will be happy, but you're gonna be miserable. Yeah, you will. Yeah. You will be miserable, and not necessarily everyone won't necessarily even be happy either because no one will be happy because you're not truly being authentic. If you're vanilla vanilla can be great you know and be vanilla or be chocolate or be be whatever it is that you are but 
stay true to that. And I, I truly believe that. So I want to sweep that. If you're vanilla, be vanilla. Yeah. <laughs> own it. Own vanilla. Own vanilla. Just own it. Say, you know what? Today I'm vanilla bean. And today I'll switch it up and be chocolate chip vanilla. But you'll always at heart be vanilla. That's right? So, true. <laughs> so, and some people just love vanilla. I mean, there's nothing wrong with it. So, yeah. anyways, Nur, I think that's it. I think we're we're at our time. And thank you so much for being on the show. Like I told you before, I'm a big fan of your videos. And I wish you were more consistent and made more because I love them. <laughs> I think they're great. <laughs> I'm working on it, I promise. But thank you so much. It was my pleasure. This was so much fun. And I know, I hope my viewers are going to love this because they love life advice stuff. So yeah. I can't wait to tune in. Yay. And why don't you tell everybody who are not familiar with you, where they can find you, whether it's on your channel or HSN, where can people find you? Of course. Uh, this is going to sound potential, but Google Nurbrexo. <laughs> um, that's N-U-R-B-E-R-X-O. And you can pretty much find everything. I'm Nurbrexo on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. And then on HSN, I have a playlist for all the beauty videos that I've done with them right on my main channel. So they're easy to find. Awesome. All right, Nur. Well, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Well, that's it. That's our interview. And thank you so much for joining us here. Once again, I am your host, Erica Piera. And for all show notes and videos and more goodies, make sure you go to the Beauty and the Vlog website at beautyandtheblog.com and check out our Instagram and Twitter and Facebook at Beauty and the Vlog. Thanks so much, guys. Mwah.